I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. How's it going? Alice Shattuck, Dateline, Boston, Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. Tony Maserati, after all his groveling and all his weeping yesterday. His assurances that he's one of the good ones. Absolutely. All of the crying. Tony Maserati. Uh, um, we have to clean up something from Friday. We had a bad moment on Friday afternoon, and so we just want to clean up that little bit of business. And so, Maz, the floor is yours. Okay, so as you said late... Late in the show on Friday, I made some comments that angered and upset some people, and rightfully so. So uh, I wish I could take them back. I can't. They were uh, insensitive. They were hurtful. And frankly, they hurt the cause for those of us who believe in racial and social equality and all of those things. And I do. I'm on that side of the line, which is what made this thing so difficult in so many different ways. So and it went on like that for mm-hmm. two minutes and step up to the gallows, Mr. Maserati, because thanks for the struggle session, but you're getting in the news anyway. Because the moment you apologize, so do you think it's going to stop with the one week suspension? No, no, of course not. They're going to be onto them now. This group, this uh, you know, this Massachusetts Democratic Front or whatever it is, the BLM group, that's causing all the, the that scared them, that made them as scared. Mm-hmm. They're going to stick on them. First of all, they're going to shake them down there's no doubt about that and yeah gonna... they all have to do diversity training all oh, the employees of course, too right of course this is a this is a big shakedown for no reason the guy didn't say anything bad about anybody right. and so when people say i've got uh, you know i you know hundreds of people today are all uh, mad at me especially i love all the all the all the good uh white people who are all, all saying how dare easy for oh, in which a white guy tells a black person who's who, if he's a if, if he's offended or not shut the fuck all of you guys, shut up. I could give a damn <clears throat> about anything. 
that these race hustlers and these the problem these is even if you pussies, think you're wrong, you can't apologize to people like. Well, that. the thing is that this he didn't do anything wrong, and people have said to me, "Well, when he said people like you talking about the people like those guys talking, what do you think he meant?" Well, I think he meant guys who look like potential car thieves or guys lurking around. That's what he meant. Okay, mm-hmm. it's not any black people, you know. I mean, once again, and this guy from the Globe, Gasper, you know, I told him today that young people steal cars. And he said, oh, 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 wow, or something. Yikes, he said, retweeting me. Because I said young people steal cars. So young people don't steal cars? No. A middle-aged white woman (coughs) is just as likely to steal a car as a uh, 19-year-old white guy, I would say. What? Okay, what's happening? Yeah, you can have all of it. Okay, thank you. You're welcome. Um, Wait, what? A middle-aged... Well, I said a white woman, but it goes for any race, really. But, mm-hmm. like, a middle-aged woman is, according to these, like, progressive activists, just as likely to steal your car as, like, a 19-year-old white guy or black right. guy or Hispanic guy or right. any type of guy. But the the thing is, and, like, there's young men in particular, like, men really, like, under 35-ish commit like a hugely disproportionate amount of crime. Yes, and car thefts. Absolutely they do. Of course they do. And, this idea, and car thefts this are idea, big right now, in particular. And I've got these people who think they're clever who are all trying to dunk in front of each other and saying, oh, are you wearing your white robes on the show tonight? It's like, wait a second. So I'm a racist because I'm not calling somebody else a racist because I haven't used the term white or black or anything because I didn't bring race into it. I'm the racist. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> isn't, that an, isn't that an interesting thing? Just to show that the Ibram X. Candy thing has worked, you have to be anti-racist. Unless I condemn him for being a racist, I'm a racist. See how that works? Mm-hmm. It's like, talk about freaking Soviet tactics. Yeah, it's <laughs> guilt by association to everybody involved. And and it's it's needing to weigh in on stuff. It's always like, where were you when X, Y, Z? I'm tr- looking for your statement on whatever. Yes. Like, they... I don't have. It's a free country. I don't have to weigh in on stuff. Like it's okay. I don't have to give you anytime I say anything a full accounting of all my views on everything. Right? Like Tony was right. Yep. I stand for equal rights. I stand for this. Black lives matter. Love is love. I believe science. Vaccines work. Like all. You know. Like I mean. It's like you need to give a complete rundown of all your viewpoints on right. everything to make sure you're allowed to even have an opinion before you start. Right. And it's just totally be everybody involved should be ashamed. It's, he, Tony should never have said anything. Management shouldn't have said anything. They should have told this guy <clears throat> from this Winch, Massachusetts Democratic front or whatever to go blow himself and leave us alone and don't call here again. That's how you handle these people. Don't take don't be don't back to the race bullies. Ever, ever, or any bullies, <clears throat> especially when you didn't do anything wrong. Sorry, I got some chest cold. Whatever, didn't do anything wrong. It's absolutely useless. And now, so now they've suspended him for what? He didn't say anything racist. He simply and he apologized. Right, and he apologized. All he did was make a joke about two guys lurking might in the background. Might be car thieves. Might be car thieves. Might steal Felger's car because Felger got his car stolen last month or something when he left the keys in it, and so. <clears throat> it's a joke, but he said it, and those two guys who were in the background are black, which means you can't, no matter what you say, a benign platitude. I mean, even it, apologizing it is, for it is like saying that you admit 
yeah, I meant black people steal cars. Like, which isn't, I don't think, what he meant by that anyway. Right? But doesn't apologizing even, like, give it credence? Chris said, which uh, corporate conglomerate owns 98.5? It's Beasley Media. It used to be... AKA TKK. Greater Media, where I used to work, yeah. Typical radio pussies, they know what happened to WEI, so they are scared. By the way... But, like, nothing really actually... Nothing had to happen at EEI either. Well, do you remember? Yes, of like, course. But, but like, you... yeah, Murchison did his stuff, mm-hmm. but like EEI could have said "f off" at any point yes. in and, that and process. It, and it would have, and it would have, he would have gone away. Right, and they would have continued to have great ratings with great shows. Right, like, and, and it, no doubt they would have lost clients because he was messing yeah, with the. Client. But the clients would come back, or they would get other clients. Yes, I mean yeah. that's what it is because and but. The clients get scared and they see other clients leaving and they think, oh, there's a reason to leave. And if the station is confirming it by making everybody do stupid trainings and suspending people, it just confirms to everybody that the person did something that the advertiser has to be worried about. If you say to the advertiser and you instruct all your salespeople to say, this is a few random crackpots, it's not going to impact your client's advertising results. Tell them when they call up to go screw. I mean, like, you'll yep. have some advertisers who will be scared off by that, but it it doesn't have to be. EI chose to let something happen to them. Do you know what I mean? Like, yes. it's not like it didn't just ha- like come down and strike them like well, that's, lightning. That's true, they- but so did 96.9. So when I was there, it was the same mm-hmm. thing. There were there were people calling and starting to tr- trouble all the time, leaving messages for the GM and the program director including some liberal like pussies like Dan Kennedy who uh you know raised a big concern etc mm-hmm. and these were internal situations that could have been snuffed right out they should have said thanks Dan thanks for calling go f yourself and never call us again <laughs> which they should have right. but they didn't instead they made something that should have just gone away into a thing so it's like Michael Graham was always suspended for <clears throat> because they decided to take these people seriously they created a public thing a suspension of a host and then with the severance stuff, those were all out-of-state callers. I was on the phones when these illegal immigrants and their, their advocates well, were right. calling. And at it that was all time, calls out of New York City. I was at that on time, the phone. it wasn't even – It was like there wasn't really an easy way to get the audio after the fact at that time. Like it wasn't all posted up online like it is today to replay right. it. So at that time, it was literally activists going and like recording the radio station mm-hmm. trying to find something to have a problem with. Oh, yeah. I mean, it it was not, there was no organic outrage about any of those things. Very little, anyway. But but there are times, like, this thing that Maserati said was not, once again, let me just play it quickly, because it's it's, Mm -hmm. it's brief. But there's nothing here said whatsoever that is at all, at all, um, racist at all. Yeah, I want to know now who the two guys behind you are. That's what I want. Okay. Because if I were you... I'll be off in two minutes. I'm just doing... I got just... If, if I'm too loud, just let me know. Honestly. <laughs> no, they can't... Two more minutes. They can't hear us, right? No, not you. Okay, no. So I would be careful if I were you because the last time you were on a couple of guys like that, they stole your car. Here's Chris in Boston. Go ahead, Chris. Hey, what's going on, guys? Um, I want to talk about... There's nothing he said wrong whatsoever there. I mean, yeah. the joke is a joke. And... Um, and you know, like there was that guy we played last year, two years ago, whenever it was. That guy saying, "Remember the baseball announcer who said mm-hmm. no San Francisco? It's like the 
F. Ra- Capital uh, of the world or whatever. Right, exactly. Now that, there you go. That is a clean hit. Yeah, that's a slur. <laughs> he said it <laughs> right there. You know, the- right. If Maserati says, oh, look out, there's two black guys there. Hold on to your wallet. There you go. <laughs> that's racist. Yes. Done. But, you know, that <laughs> would warrant an apology, possibly. <laughs> and uh, so, I mean, they're making the, the last connection. These people who are just accusing of making the last connection. It's BS. It's it's much like uh, uh, much like when I said to a woman, a Facebook friend, you know, like eight years ago, nine years ago, Alice. She said she's moving to Boston. Where should she move? And I said, move to real Boston. Don't move to fake Boston. Move to real Boston. And I said, like, uh, the Back Bay, the Beacon Hill, um, the, you know. The, you might have even said Southie. No. I, I might have said Southie. North End, and I said, probably. But, but not the Seaport District and not other places. But they took it as, uh, the, the world decided that I was being racist. Cause I didn't you say, were talking about white Boston. Right. <laughs> you didn't tell them to move to Dorchester. Or Mattapan, right. But <laughs> and Right. Cause I, and I told them not to move to the Seaport either because that's not really Boston. What people want about Boston is, when they move there, is like cobblestones, looks like cheers, and not flying bullets. So that's what I picked. I picked the good part of Boston as somebody who used to live in the good part of Boston and then lived in Brighton, the crappy part of Boston. Well, not the, it gets worse, of course. But, <laughs> but it's like. And but they, Brighton's not like, quote, real Boston either, I would say. No, it's not. It's not. But that's what people meant quintessential. But so everybody decided they'd have a problem. There was nothing racist at all said. But people are mm-hmm. so eager because we're so intellectually lazy. I want to be the one that calls out. Or the like when you ran someone's op-ed <laughs> in the Lowell Sun that said immigrants should learn English. Right. That was right. a big and one. And I was too. summoned to academics' <laughs> uh, offices. I'm gonna. Uh, they offered to make time for you to educate yes. you. <laughs> right. Right, and I was I was called up. Some guys had me in a radio show, and I yelled at a guy who was going after me, and I yelled at him, and I was mean to him, mm-hmm. and he was uh, upset by it and hurt, and it was like that's right. I want them to know, and the same thing with although I made I, I called freaking a hundred people, and I'm not a tough guy, but I I, I called a hundred people, and most of the people who called me called calling me an FN racist, whatever, didn't answer the phone, didn't never got back to me, but I called and I was friendly enough, but. But there was, I was not taking the, the, the Lowell diversity, equity, inclusion people. I'm not taking <laughs> F off. People suck. No time for that. You can't, you can't have any time for that. And it's too bad. It's too bad. Like this is, you know, uh, the sports hub ha- had a good thing going. Mm-hmm. But you start undermining your own staff and getting pushed around by people. They're, they're alone now. Right. It's so bad. It's so pathetic that this group, the mess. I gotta get find the name of this stupid Black Lives Matter group. Black Lives Matter sucks, by the way. The organization sucks, and the movement sucked too. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, it sure does. Um, and- but this is the because mm-hmm. the New Democracy Coalition demanded it. Oh. The the New Democracy Coalition, when they wrote their condemnation today, their mm-hmm. official press release, referred to the station as WEEI. <laughs> That's how much they know about what's going on. Your buddy, your buddy uh, Karaji. Found that he he was mad at me too. By the way, I sent him the the story about him wanting his student loan debts uh, <coughs> oh. forgiven. Um, that's nice. Um, so wait, but what did he say to you about it? He had some problem with. God, this is just one of them. Um, but anyway, yeah, no, they. they oh yeah, he outed they, me. He was doing some informing for the rest of the mob. Oh, that you were a big time, well known <clears throat> troublemaker in Melrose. Is he still into that? 
Um, people they love that in Melrose to talk about us. They talked about us for like years later. It's really incredible. Let me see you, buddy. Um, but yeah, I the whole the whole thing is so ludicrous, and like nobody should take the New Democracy Coalition seriously. No. They don't know what's going on. They're not like they're only as serious as you take them to be. Right. And you can tell them to go screw, like, you can tell anybody to go screw. And, like, I think there are a lot of people, like, schools and all these social-emotional learning things and everything are really big on telling kids to, like, go your own way and don't worry about what other people think of you and, you know, live your truth and all these things. Mm -hmm. But, man, man, they sure are quick to jump when random activist groups tell them to and take all these things seriously you don't have to take what other people say about you you know i took high school debate and like one of my favorite things in high school debate was we used to talk about this in like my our debate team coaching stuff like how how much do you have to just like accept what the other team says when they stand up when you're debating right right like, if they present all these facts that you have to refute, like, do you have to refute the facts or can you, like, reject them? And the debate coach was like, what if they stand up and say you're a duck? Like, do you just have to go with that? Like, I mean, do you have to quack the next time it's your turn? Like, no, like, you don't have to accept any premise from anyone. You just don't. And, like, we're we're way too willing to even like engage and that's why i utilize like the twitter mute button all the time too and like even the block button if it calls for it if people are like if i'm having to see people reply to them and stuff and it's just like no like i don't you don't owe people any explanation for what you do and say and think about no. things no no you know and, and, and like especially especially if you're Tony Maserati. You don't have to do anything. Because I feel like that. And, like, we have a podcast that not, I mean, slightly fewer people listen to, I'll just right. say, than Felgar Maz, probably. Um, and I feel like when people are like, oh, yeah, well, and I just want to be like, you know what? I did a whole podcast about this last night. You can just go listen right. to it. Like, And it's not even worth the breath to like explain it to them. Like, If you're not a racist and you have hours and hours and hours and hours and hours and hours and hours of audio of you being on the radio not being racist, like you don't have to like prove to anybody that you're not racist. Like, You just don't have to do it. You don't have to do it. You don't owe yeah. them. You don't owe the New Democracy Coalition explanations for what you're doing. Who's accusing like, EEI of uh, I mean, like, that's, But that you don't you don't need to take any of this seriously. You can just do what you want. Yeah. Right. Like, look at Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan doesn't care what people on the right say either. When they get mad at him that he takes a deal with Spotify and they delete the Alex Jones episodes and people on the right are like bring back the Alex Jones episodes, freedom of speech, take a stand. Like he's like I don't have to freaking take a stand. Like right. he's like mm, oh well. Like it there's no you don't know people anything. I don't even like that that you say you don't have to do it. I think you shouldn't do it. You you're morally you're morally required to not do it. Hmm. Don't take a bullet for something that, that, that you didn't do. Maserati did nothing wrong. Did nothing wrong. That's it. He saw young dudes and said they could be car thieves. And you know what? There are a lot of young black car thieves. And there are well, a lot of young white car thieves. A lot of young Hispanic car thieves. There's a lot of young men 
steal a lot of cars. It happens. It's fine. Doesn't matter. It's fine. It, right. it, so so is he not supposed to ever we- Or I mean the the phrase he used and you just played this again so I was just listening to it again to like see what the mm-hmm. issue is. He said the last time you were around a couple of guys like that they stole your car. Like that could refer to being around the guys too. The last time right. you were around exactly. some people. It, that's what like I had that in me. that way. Like I mean it yeah. did, but it doesn't it doesn't even matter. Like it do, it doesn't matter. And also you shouldn't bring say- it up and you should tell and people quote unquote EEI, but you refuse people who think to they're, talk who, about it. Some and, of the people who really think they've got it now say, "Well, why did he ask if they could hear him?" Well, because he was about to diss them. That's why and yeah. he didn't want Felger to catch a, a uh, fist in the head because he's all there alone. <laughs> That's why he's making fun of them. That's exactly why. Dave in the chat says, "My offer to you is this: nothing." <laughs> yes. Yeah. Exactly. It. There's no. I. I. It. It's. It's absurd what people are willing to put themselves through for morons who have not accomplished or done anything in their lives. No. Anything. No. The the freaking Harold Alice had to almost apologize, essentially, write in a, 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 the editor had to write a clarification apology-ish kind Mm -hmm. of thing when they put Chinese food on the cover. Yeah. Because it was a story about Chinese food, but that was a negative Chinese trope. Even though it was about the Democrats in the state ordering Chinese food on the public's Yeah, the dime. story wasn't about Asian people. It was no. about Chinese food. It was literally food. about Chinese food. So we're not allowed to depict Chinese food. <laughs> no. No. <clears throat> I yeah. tell you, you get, I mean. But yeah, and the more that you give them, the more that they'll do it and come up with other stuff that you need to do that you owe them. And generally money that you have to pay them too. But yeah, this isn't over. The New Democracy Coalition is just getting started listening to quote, the same, W-E-I. If you're not familiar with them, they're the same ones who are, they chain themselves to Faneuil Hall because they want the name Faneuil Hall changed because mm-hmm. Faneuil was involved in the triangular trade somehow, which involves yep. slavery. Like all the rich people probably in right. the America, the colonies at that point. Mm-hmm. But whatever, they're just they're just nuts. It's the same. They're just Monica Cannon Grant. Same same shakedown artists. I mean, they they seem the group actually does seem to do has actually been a bit vocal about um about. Uh, Let me guess how they felt about Yaki Way. Well, I didn't see that, but I think we know how they felt about <laughs> Yaki Way for some reason. Even though like the, Tom Yaki is uh, the Yaki Foundation and the the Dana Farber has helped more people than you can ever imagine. Of all colors and greeds and genders and all this. Mm-hmm. But, you know. But, so Trish says in the chat, and this raises a really good point that kind of fits into what I want to talk about next, too. Trish says, unfortunately, we unknowns would have our jobs on the line if we didn't apologize. Mm. And I think that that's true, but that makes it even more important that anyone who can should say this stuff. Yeah. Like, especially the blatantly absurd things people should stand up against. And, you know, we talked about that the other day when, when I read the um the Riley Gaines tweets about how people's silent thanks, like everybody coming up to them and saying, thank you so much for speaking out about this. We appreciate it so much. We know you're right. And they're saying, like, all these people, like, at first I was excited, but then all these people would thank me. And then I realized the fact that they're all, like, silently thanking me and not saying any of this stuff you know that's what 
That's what allows this stuff to continue. That's what empowers the activists. They make the companies think that that they have some power or they're serious because nobody says anything back. <clears throat> you know? And so this is interesting. Do you know who Jennifer Say is? That doesn't, that doesn't. So she used to be a gymnast and then she was a big exec at Levi's. Huh. She's a huge progressive and she got fired because she wanted kids to go back to school and she thought that the pandemic policies were doing a ton of harm to kids and yeah. that it was just like evidence-based and obvious and like had always been a huge progressive on the side of everything but got booted because she didn't follow pandemic orthodoxy and um and she tweeted i get a lot of dms from dads often executives who say thanks for standing up for our kids i couldn't because i'm the breadwinner appreciate that you did oh wow i'm the sole breadwinner too we needed you we could have been a sizable cohort don't be cowed into silence we are stronger together huh you know like at some point there, I mean, at some point, there have to be enough people out there who work at places that don't care or have enough job security or. But, you know, there's other pieces, too. There's like your kids getting invited to birthday parties in your town yeah. and there's all these other pressures. But the more people say this stuff, like the more possible it is. And it it's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code buttery exclusions apply see site for details makes room for other people to say it so it's discouraging when there's like so many people like if you're a big executive at a company and you're the sole breadwinner like suck it up you know <laughs> especially if other people are doing it and you know they can't fire everyone because a lot of people feel this way oh absolutely a lot of people think this stuff you can't get rid of everybody. And, and you know, I tend to think that the different approaches work for radical lefties and for sort of normie conservatives. It's not the same approaches. You're never going to get a ton of normie conservatives to, like, call up a radio station and complain that they suspended mass. Right. Right. I think that's right. Yeah. You know, like it's just it's not the way conservatives operate. But there's a lot of conservatives out there. There's certainly probably on average and in, you know, the Boston area, there's more liberals than there are other places, obviously, even amongst uh, sports radio listeners. But probably I would guess the sports radio listening cohort is one of the more conservative cohorts in Massachusetts. Oh, uh, yeah. 
Yeah, I would think so. Compared to like the soccer moms or Definitely. like you know, it, there it's certainly probably one of the more at least moderate groups of people. Like it it's all about, you know, people saying this stuff in their lives and like making space for this to be a normal thing that people are willing to say and do. You know? Yeah. And th- there has to be that because you know, it can't be that just like one or two people, especially like a lot of times it seems to be women like the Riley Gaines swimmer or like that Jennifer Say woman or whatever, like who speak out against this stuff and like take the hit for it. And there's like men standing in the background being like, oh, uh, like, thanks so much. Really appreciate everything. You're so right. You know, like, I feel like a lot of times women are more vocal, especially about stuff involving their kids. Like, think about even the school committee meeting stuff. There are dads out there for sure. But but a lot of times it's like the women who stand up and say stuff, too. Oh, yeah. I mean, in my in what I found in Connecticut, definitely. It's moms going out there and doing the hard stuff. I think it's it's incredible. It, it, but they're the ones who are not taking this um are not taking this, and I think it's great. I think it's absolutely great. Um, let me see. I, I want to get to a couple of other things here, Alice. Mm-hmm. Uh, first of all, this is Andrea Mitchell. Asked, listen to the question she asks Michelle Obama. Let me ask you, what does Governor Ron DeSantis not know about black history and the black experience when he says that slavery and the aftermath of slavery should not be taught to Florida school children? I don't. <laughs> Can you effing believe Andrea Mitchell just said that? I know. I'm saying that slavery shouldn't be taught. Holy <laughs> God! The producer should have stepped in right there and said, "We can't, you can't do that. Uh, you can't do that." About black history and the black experience, when he says that slavery and the aftermath of slavery should not be taught to Florida school children. I don't know what he knows and what he doesn't know, but I know this. Any push to censor America's teachers and tell them what they should be teaching in the best interest of our children in, in partnership with the parents of America is, I think, um, wrong-headed. The people who know our children best are their parents and their teachers in terms of the time they spend and the investment they've placed in the brains and capacity of our children who are our nation's future. And it should not be some politician saying what should be taught in our classrooms. And you said that Nikki Haley was using coded language. What do you think about her suggesting a cognitive test for presidents, for candidates <laughs> for president? I, like- I did not watch her speech, but when you present the, the, the suggestion that anyone is saying um, that, that it is time for a new generation and they're running against the person who is president um, and it when presented as though it's an attack I would like to let, let us all be clear that the attack is misplaced if the point of it is that we need leadership that is strong because we have a strong leader. okay that was depressing yeah uh, yeah it, I don't know why they bother interviewing her anymore because they only ever get 
idiotic word salad out of her. This is a, a thing I stumbled upon. Too. This is a, the Senate Education Committee in some Arizona. Mm-hmm. And this is a teacher talking about the curriculum. This is from a couple of days ago. Listen. I love the idea, too, by the way, that Kamala said that setting a curriculum is censorship. Right. Like, no. no, we're just setting the state curriculum and guidelines. You can't tell one race of kids they're bad. We're being censored. Like, well, what does that tell you about what they were planning on teaching? Right, right. Here's a teacher. You can't show porn to the kids. Censorship. Ready? I have a master's degree because when I got certified, I was told I had to have a master's degree to be an Arizona certified teacher. We all have advanced degrees. What do the parents have? Are we vetting the backgrounds of our parents? There you go. What do the parents have? We have advanced degrees. Yeah, it's funny too because like advanced teaching degrees are like one of the most totally garbage degrees. I mean, Jill Biden has one that tells you right there how how great they are. Um, they're really bad. But like on the Nikki Haley note, right? Um, did you see this clip I sent you of her on Fox News? I'm addicted yes. now to Nikki Haley cringe because her whole campaign is like a cringe machine. The equipment to defend themselves because this is a war that they're winning. This is not a war about Russia and Ukraine. It's a war about freedom and it's one we have to win. Ambassador Haley, you announced your White House bid about a week ago now. And since then, the liberal media have been losing their minds. Losing their minds. CNN anchor Don Lemon. They had just one of can't his, handle what I call her. Lemonisms. He kicked off the disrespect with his now infamous comment on your being past your prime age. Ooh. It's gone on and on from there. Let's watch. You're not a new generation. You're 51. What are you talking about? She may be younger than most of those people, but her, her rhetoric is the same. To quote Zora Neale Hurston, not all skin folk are kinfolk. She's the alpha Karen with brown skin. And for white supremacists and racists, she's a perfect Manchurian candidate. She uses her brown skin as a weapon against poor Ah. black folks and poor brown folks. And she uses her brown skin to launder white supremacist talking points. Oh, that is unbelievable. And you say what? It's not a surprise. They've done this for a long time. You read the poll numbers of how I do with independents and suburban women and all of those. They know that I am the biggest threat that liberals have ever seen. Oh, sorry. Is it? Is it? That's the good part right the, now. Oh, crap. Okay, okay. That's what I was waiting for. Most of those people but her snow. It's not a surprise. They've done this for a long time. You read the poll numbers of how I do with independents and suburban women and all of those. They know that I am the biggest threat that liberals have ever seen, and they're scared about it. But what I'll tell you is, you want to tell me I'm past my prime? Hold my beer and watch this. Because I'm telling you, where we are going to take America is going to change all of that. And Can they you imagine know how, how many work, people worked on that? And they know how that? tough I am. Bring it. We're ready. Go to NikkiHaley.com uh, and join us. Can you imagine Biden, how many the people way, worked on that line? I mean, Hold my it, beer. the president is such an octogenarian. <laughs> She's really just. Oh, that's terrible. You're right about that. <laughs> how how uh, many marketing stupid political hacks is she paying to say that whatever you do do not give this woman money because she's using it to pay people to tell her to say things like that it doesn't matter alice the haley is done andrew krasinski of the k file 
New in okay, 2010. I'll be down in a minute. In 2010, Nikki Haley spoke with a small group where she defended the Confederate flag, Confederate History Month, and secession. One questioner was a board member of the white nationalist group that inspired the 2015 shooting at a Charleston's church. So there you go. Doesn't matter that she, of course, is the person who took the Confederate flag down in response to the Charleston church shooting. Interviewing Haley. Doesn't in matter the small how much she funk. grovels about no, Bubba so, Wallace's stupid. So they're news. going with the fact that she's a white supremacist. Yeah. Right. So white supremacist talking. She horns. wears her skin color as a weapon, as we've just heard. Mm-hmm. The Palmetto Patriot was Robert, the interviewing Haley in the small now defunct the Palmetto, Palmetto Patriot was Robert Simp, a founding member of the active an active member of the Council of Conservative Citizens. In the interview, Haley defended the state's Confederate History Month, comparing it to Black History Month, and defended the state's rights to secede, saying falsely saying it was in the Constitution. So, <coughs> let me get this straight. So the attack is that she spoke to a group of people, one of whom was a member of a group. One of whom, so she spoke to a group that had one member that was also a member of another group, and in which a psychotic was a adherent. Right. Right. Yeah. So how many? I can't keep track of how many degrees of separation away she is from the Charleston church shooter, but the point is a lot. And like uh, Kaczynski, who you love, by the way, always been your friend. Um, Do I? You've always liked him. Well, I mean, I didn't want his child to pass away. No, I didn't either, obviously. But you said that you always interacted oh, with him That's before right. when you were at the Herald. He when he was with Buzzfeed, and he was a nice a, and lovely was, person. Who was yeah. he with? Buzz, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because so. he used to grab our uh, audio clips and, and publish mm-hmm. them. Yeah, I like him. Yeah. Uh, he's a bastard in this case, but I like him, Andrew. I like you. <laughs> he says in her interview, Haley also described the Civil War in terms of sympathetic to the Southern cause. I think you have one side of the Civil War that was fighting for tradition. I think you have another side of the Civil War that was fighting for change. The problem is this: is that all these things he's mentioning, <coughs> you could have a debate about fifteen years ago. But since everybody folded in the Black Lives Matter crap, the BS, mm-hmm. uh, including Haley and went all in, she now can't retreat to these old debatable talking points. Because right. the, the Civil War was about a lot of things. It's a very, uh, it's a very. <laughs> Mostly slavery, if we're all being well, well, honest. Absolutely. That was a big factor. Absolutely. But, you know, it, you know, chattel slavery, as disgusting as it was, was something that the country had and the world had, mm-hmm. you know? And, you know, it was considered, it, I don't want to get into it, but, but right. I'm not going to defend slavery. I'm not for it. So, but the, the fact is, is that when we retreated, when the right retreated from legitimate debate um, positions. Right. Because well, we and, were scared and we wanted mm-hmm. to do this thing. Uh, and she threw in with Bubba Wallace. Well, then she seeded all of these debate points. Yeah. It, so, and she. <laughs> so now she can only do a Tony Maz about them. Right. And that's the problem if you try and be a Nikki Haley and you try to be against Trump and then for Trump and then against Trump again and you try and be for people's right to have Confederate flags and then change your mind and decide to take down the Confederate flag. It's like you end up making nobody happy. Right. You know, and and people people have asked me, like, what's your problem with Nikki Haley? Why do you hate Nikki Haley? I don't hate her. Like, I think she was a decent governor. I think she's a decent person, probably. But, like, not everybody is cut out to, you know, lead a political movement. And that's, like, where we are right now is you need people who are, like, seriously going to move the party in a direction. 
you know, and and say what you will about somebody like Larry Hogan or Charlie Baker. Like they're, I don't agree with the direction that they want to move the Republican Party, but they have a vision, right? Like, yes, you know, they're they're pushing in a direction. Haley's like trying to make everyone happy and like doing these workshop lines about high heels or hold my beer, and it's like. It's so bad. It's so bad. Like, why is anyone entertaining? I don't understand why anyone oh, is entertaining is this, that this is stupid candidacy. Mm. Like, when I when I see people online, they're like, everyone should get a chance to run. Like, who actually wants this candidacy? Like, I don't. I legitimately don't understand what you see in this candidacy. Like, what is she bringing to the table? And like I say, I like her, but not everybody should run for president. So you're not going to vote for the Hogan Haley ticket. No. I know. I might just vote for Biden if that happens. <laughs> or Jill Stein or whoever. Whoever. Like, oh, there Solana, will, if it's Solana Ho- Maplethorpe. If Who it's Hogan, or if, even if it's Haley, but definitely if it's somebody like Hogan, I guarantee you there are going to be third party runs. Yeah. Hogan versus Biden? I mean, that's never going to happen because he's not going to make it anywhere near a primary win. Just no. like Haley's going to. How many states does Haley have to dramatically lose before she goes away well she'll win the f- first well who would she okay so trump wins new hampshire did he win new hampshire yes he time? won new hampshire last time not the first time though yeah yeah the first time he yeah. did yeah yeah, yeah, okay. yeah he did uh um, trump wins new hampshire um sally i remember uh, I that because her. i was um i was at an event with the reading republican town committee mm-hmm. the night uh, i was there with todd feinberg no, that was a different one. Oh. Uh, the night uh, that was a debate night, but the mm-hmm. night of the New Hampshire primary, I was in, at an event um, that 2016 New Hampshire primary, watching the results, and there was a Chiron on the TV that I posted on Facebook that said, "No one Pepper, come here. Come who's here. been president since like whatever year has become president like without winning the New Hampshire primary for their party." Right. And Trump won, and Bernie Sanders won. In that 2016 primer. And uh, then, like, that memory pops up on my Facebook every year, and it's, like, still true. <laughs> so, although I guess it's probably not true of Biden anymore. Did Biden win New Hampshire? No, he got smoked. Okay. Um... Right. He he didn't come in until, like, Super Tuesday, really. And they forced everybody to drop out in the party, like Judge Klobuchar. They made everybody go away. Yeah, Biden got smoked, and they thought he was all done. And then he got smoked in Iowa, and then... Pete, I think uh, Buttigieg won Iowa, and then um, mm-hmm. and then um, people it, could just look this th- up. They don't they have saved, to listen to us well, badly uh, recap. And then they it. saved his bacon in South Carolina with uh, with his buddy in the Congressional Black Caucus. Right, totally turned him around. So, but yeah, so but Nikki Haley, what what's Nikki Haley's like coalition in the Republican Party right now? Like, which states? Where does well, she? Do well, she's the only one so far of everybody who's all in on Ukraine. So she's a big hawk. So it's the Liz friend. Cheney contingent. I guess so. The Adam Kinzinger vote. I guess so. I mean, it, it does differentiate her from everybody else. <clears throat> yeah, I guess so. And I mean, uh, although anybody, any like establishment people are going to be hawkish, and like Trump's palling around with Lindsey Graham. Does anybody think Trump's not going to send Ukraine a bunch of money? Like Lindsey Graham's like campaigning for him. Is he really? Yeah. Jeez. I mean, like, what are we... That's what I don't get. Like, everybody's the establishment, pretty much. 
So, like, I mean, people might talk around the edges of the Ukraine thing a little bit. Well, Trump wants to uh, de-escalate. He wants to, mm. to, them to come to a bargain. Yeah. Okay. Okay. What is the time for? It is time for the Chelsea Fire Wicked Hotline. Chat, chat. You look good in your military garb. Thanks, honey. You got this for me at Walmart. How do you know where I got it? I would never say it was Walmart. It's from Walmart. How do you know? Just like the lingerie you also got me. How do you know these you're things? a very classy person. Thank you. you know what? I, I love Walmart. It's one of my favorite places me, in America. Um, hey, Tom. Yes. The next time you go to the market, yes. they have these things called baskets yes that you can carry around with he doesn't you. like to yeah. make that kind of commitment i add certainly I, not a cart a shopping carriage uh no that's maybe twice a year i use a carriage but i usually do do baskets this time i couldn't have a basket because i had a huge a huge pack of paper towels so I, I had a lot going on this time. This was supposed to be a small... By the way, we're out of blueberries again. <laughs> Kids Put the love food blueberries. items in and other sundries. Sundries. They allow that. Sundries. No. They actually do. Tom will do it. things into your oversized coat. <laughs> yeah. sure is now three or four sizes too big because you're losing weight at such a great rate and good Thank for you, you Dr. guys. Cheswick. Trust me. I know what it's like. Dr. Cheswick is rather large man. <laughs> Anyway, it's going to wind up getting you busted, dude. Imagine that. Busted. Mm -hmm. And then- I'd love you to be hauled down to the police station. (sighs) Wind up getting you busted, dude. Busted. And then wait for the headline in the Globe or the Herald Mm. when local radio host is arrested for shoplifting. Whatever the current- I can't wait to read that article. Actually, don't grab a basket at the market. (laughs) Just uh, go about your day. I think it would be in all three. Absolutely. I get the feeling the Herald would be happy to uh, (laughs) write me up as well this time. Plus, it makes it easy for them. They can share content with the Harvard Current. They they need fewer reporters to cover it. Aren't we in one of those, um, like, sanctuary city where I can't get busted for misdemeanor under, like, 500 bucks now? Yeah, it's nonviolent. Aren't I allowed to gripe stuff now? Isn't that the new deal? Mm. That it was. Man on the back porch, old man on the back porch, old man on the back porch, and that old bed is me. <laughs> I'm gonna slowly turn this into a podcast about uh, presidents of the United States of America. <laughs> oh, he's talking about the yeah. president of the United See? States of America. There you go. Uh, <laughs> millions of peaches. You don't know that else. I heard the peaches song. I remember that. You do really? I vaguely do. Oh. Yeah. So uh, we all have our first, our first kiss, our first uh, touching of the of the the boobs, the breasts, the our first uh, Chick Fil A sandwich. Mm. You know, we can all remember the the I place. I just saw an time, Italian sub on Facebook. Can you remember so the first time you saw a little person? I thought uh, they were they were uh, manufactured like uh, through Hollywood, but they're real. Sally. They are, they are indeed real. I mean, I saw them on. Um, go over the fence and all that's around. I saw them on um, Wizard of Oz, obviously. Um, yeah, but I don't know when I first saw a little. I person don't know in real life. I don't um, know either. I was uh, all I know is that uh, I didn't accuse them of being uh, car thieves. I know that, so <laughs> I don't have to apologize to anybody for anything. That is the deal. 
Hey guys, uh, I'd just like to weigh in on Team Alice with regard to the uh, Spencer Cleveland. Yeah, I enjoyed uh, his insights, and uh, I really enjoyed the respite from the melodrama that you two have been producing. Well, there, there you, you go. go. <laughs> there you go. I was waiting a little bit to say thank you before. You know, I, I got to say, sure there was not a. Well, but you never do because when Alice turned the turned the turret on me at the beginning of the interview, I had no idea. I thought, okay, here we go. <laughs> Clavin's not going to want to be in the middle of this. Well, I listen to his stuff, so I, you know, I know that he's fun and cool. So, you know, based on Tom's prescriptions, it's pretty easy yeah. to determine he was drinking too much, and Alice wasn't getting the wood. Growing <laughs> financial <laughs> problems, and before you know it, you've got a tried and true recipe for divorce. <laughs> now that modern medicine uh, has addressed <laughs> these issues. I'd appreciate it if you guys would focus on content beyond your relationship. Oh, there you go. I've been a loyal listener since Tom's Jerry Callahan days, and I want to remain so. Thanks for all the work you put into the podcast, and I look forward to many, many more years of listening to you. Thank you so much. We appreciate that. Yes, Thank that's you. true. Yes. I, I talked to Montante today, Mike Montante. Mm-hmm. And it was funny. I just mentioned to him that, like all the drugs he accused me of being on when I was on Curtis. You're studio, now on. I am now on for real. <laughs> yes. So there you go. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about wood. Don't worry about um, psychotic uh, rants, etc. <laughs> I've been put into a special place. <laughs> Whispering where meta. They, they come to me with a little pleated cup. The orderlies. They're nice to me. Usually I watch cartoons and they hand stuff to me. And there you go. Oh, Alice, you paid JCPenney. I like that. I love JCPenney. I think I set up an automatic payment. They've got a good fat guy section, obviously. Mm. Okay. Um, Here we go. And you look lovely today. I love you in that. Why did you you wait to wear that? I don't know. What else do you have hanging around that you don't wear? I don't know. I'll have to look. I don't know. Do you like it? Mm -hmm. I like it. Thank you. Uh, and thank you guys all for listening, of course, as usual. Um, love talking to you. You can, if you want to join our Patreon live streams, do that at patreon.com slash burn barrel. There's also some extra content there each week. You can always, by the way, listen for free. We're not particular at burnbarrelpodcast.com. There's links to lots of different ways to listen. You can look at videos on YouTube, on Rumble. You can find us on social media at burn barrel pod. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. 
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.